What is up, everybody? This is a special episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. As you see with me, I got some wonderful guests uh, underneath me on the screen. This is uh, pro- technically our executive producer with all the questions he he, he sends in. That's DJ Wavy D. Yeah. To his to his right, that's uh, Commander K Dog, also Cody, and above him, that is the one and only Junk Yard James from the junkyard podcast and you might be wondering why why they're here well on their on, on james and cody's other podcast we we, we got this invitation us talk crap about wrestling yeah turn into a wrestling podcast at this point i mean good lord i mean i'll yeah. over that by the way this is recognition by Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, him and that one guy in that Discord group are in. You know, we could, we could, we could go two on two tag team, two v two. Let's do this. Wow. So here we are. Challenge accepted. It's not gonna be two v two though. It's it's just a discussion. There's nothing to debate here. Um, but we are gonna be talking tribalism in wrestling. I thought this was a, a interesting topic. Seeing that. James and, and Cody tend to, to favor the AEW side, and I tend to find the biggest complaints of uh, of tribalism come from the AEW fans. They're the ones who complain the most about it. Um, so with that, uh, I guess we can start uh, ask with this first question. I was Before we get into tribalism, I do have a question for James and Cody. On my show yesterday, I talked about uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. No one ever talks about him, so we had to give him some press. But uh, he, he, he gave a, uh, a statement talking about how he felt um, WWE and AEW were on the same level. And, you know, the typical stuff that everyone who wants to kiss the ring to try to get the push comes out and says every four to five months, it seems like. Um, so my question is, why can't these guys just be quiet? Um, why, why do we got to continue to do this? Cause I, I, to tie this in the tribalism, I think this feeds tribalism more than it does anything. Um, so if, if Hobbs would have just come out and said, uh, Hey, uh, we have this niche fan base. We did the best we can for this niche fan base and no, no one would care. We wouldn't be talking about it. Why? Uh, can you defend Hobbs? Why? Why did he have to say this? Why? Why does everyone got to talk about WWE over there? James, Cody, whoever wants to go first. You can start, James. I'll let you go first. Does not everybody that's a professional athlete try to promote their team of sorts as? better than or equal to other teams when, when God forbid Josh Allen gets talked about uh, with alongside Patrick Mahomes, would he not try to say that he's 
equal to or better than Patrick Mahomes in certain things and try to um, showcase his where he's better than Mahomes or equal to Mahomes in certain aspects. I, I, I don't see whether it's, it's that big of a deal. He's an AEW guy. Of course, he's not going to give WWE the big, the big push, the big, you know, he's not going to put them over. He's going to put his, his company over his team over. I don't see, it's not pushing tribalism in my opinion. It's just, Hey, I work for this team. Um, and I do it at my job as well. I say my company's better than every other company in that industry. Would we not want to do that? We're trying to get people to tune in. So you got to you got to paint this picture of a broad brush. Cody, anything to add on that? Um, honestly, not really. With that, <clears throat> with that statement, with with what Hop said and uh, the explanation that James gave, I think I, I pretty much would agree. Hundred percent with him that you, you could you could say on one token the company I work for it's amazing it's great you're gonna put them over you could acknowledge the other company say hey listen they're great they're they're obviously number one for a reason they're there but I love my brand I love where I'm working I feel it's the best place to work um, put them over but you know I I don't see a, a total big problem with what Ob said. I want to respond to James, then I'll let Wavy D have, a, have, a, have his his response as well. But my problem is, is it, I don't care that he promotes AEW. I don't care. My problem is every four to five months, someone comes out and shoots on WWE. Uh, I mention them. TNA doesn't mention them. And I, 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 I'm going to make the argument, I have made the argument, that TNA is the number two brand. I know, shocking statement. Uh, but it's okay to be secondary. It's okay to be secondary. Secondary doesn't mean bad. You, you build your little niche like TNA did, did, and and put 110% into that fan base. So my issue is when you come out and you say, "Hey, we're equal." It's obvious you're not equal. You don't market the same. You don't get the same ticket sales. You don't get the same TV deal. You're not equal. That, that's that's my response. Wavy D, what would you like this? Um. <clears throat> So as far as um, Hobbs saying that you know he you know he loves his promotion that you know they're, they're the best promotion, you know, I have no problem with that because you know he you know he's pushing his brand, he's pushing his promotion. I mean, do I think it's true? No, but I, I respect him to you know push his own promotion because I expect nothing less. You know what I'm saying? You want you want push you know push your brand, push your promotion. The the um. The one counterpoint I would say to James's explanation when he was talking about, you know, comparing to um, to Josh Allen to Mahomes, saying, you know, saying why you're better, I would say, you know, actions speak louder than words. You know, what I'm saying, it, you know, if, if your product, you know, week in week out, you know, and month in month out, is you know, doing really good, going crazy, like, you know, going above and beyond, you know, what I'm saying your fans will grow and grow and grow. Example, you know, old school TNA. They did that. They, they built up a nice audience, and, you know. Corporate and management kind of screwed things over. I feel like they were on the they're on a rise and they're gonna do big things. But I, you know, I just think at the end of the day, you know, actions speak louder than words. And if you're putting on a great product and you know you're doing your thing, you'll you'll have a fan base. You'll have a spot. Agreed. 
All right, so let's move into the, the topic of discussion for tonight, which is tribalism. Uh, I always like to start with defining what tribalism is. So we'll start with James. We'll go in a circle, and we'll end with me. What is your definition of tribalism? Um, and so that way we can start there, make sure we're all on the same common terms when we, uh, when we discuss this. Of course, you would start with me because I don't have a definition of tribalism. And I've said this on my show repeatedly that if we as a fan base were to let people like what they like and hate what they hate, just like any other sport or entertainment business, then the wrestling industry would be um, better off for it. Um, my biggest example was when we all went to WrestleMania back in 2017. There were people from every nation, tribe, ethnicity, all over the world that were there, and they came for one reason only, and that was WrestleMania, pro wrestling. They may have gone to different events. At the end of the day, it didn't matter which match you liked more than the other. We were there for one common thing, and that was pro wrestling. Um, the idea that we have to box in AEW fans or WWE fans in some sort of box that you can't leave or move into another box, or you can't even jump into both boxes. I don't think that's fair. If you, if because I prefer AEW or I prefer WWE over the other, or I prefer New Japan or I prefer just not it to watch any TV wrestling and watch Def Pro Wrestling or GCW or some of the other indie companies, Mission Pro. Um, I don't think it's fair to say that you have you have to sit in one certain box. So, in my opinion, tribalism in the context of wrestling doesn't exist. Cody, I uh, I went with a more simple approach. I just looked up <laughs> the definition of tribalism. Um, I think I took the uh, I think I took the the homework to heart. Um, <laughs> I would just say that tribalism is just a strong in group loyalty. Obviously, you know, you believe in something so badly and you either disdain, dislike the anything outside of your group. So obviously, you know, you live and die on the McDonald's brand and you hate every other fast food burger chain group there is. Uh, same thing can happen for wrestling. You like one company over another. Um, I, I think that tribalism... We'll get into it a little more, but I just think that tribalism has always existed and will always continue to exist. All right. Uh, Wavy D, what would be your definition? Uh, for tribalism, I think what um, separates tribalism from, like, uh, hardcore fandom is that not only are you, do you really like your product and you, you're very loyal to your product and you watch them through their ups and downs, but that you also kind of downplay anything that quote-unquote threatens it or even tries to threaten it. So right. I believe that's kind of, you know, my, my gist on what tribalism is, especially when it comes to, like, pro wrestling or just, like, you know, not, not like, war, but, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, I, I took the same approach Cody did. I literally have Google up with tribalism definition. Uh, and, and Google tells me that tribalism is the state of being organized by or advocating for tribes. Uh, that, that's more of a 
you know, sociology definition. We're not like actually forming tribes here, but it's, it's the idea of, of common minded people who like the same thing where it differ or where it differs from fandom to me. I think we tend, and again, we'll speak on this in a minute on whether we think it's good or bad, but I think at times within the tribe, there becomes a cult mindset, uh, but on both sides. And so when I mentioned that there's cult WWE fans, we all know them on Twitter and X and they get on my nerves just as much as the cult AEW fans. Um, and so I think, like like Wavy D said, anytime you feel threatened or the need to have to defend, so my example I'll use against AEW is it what tends to happen a lot of times is if someone like me or any other podcaster or person on social media that says, "Oh, AEW isn't the best," there there's a group of the fandom that immediately turns around and starts attacking and trying to defend. Tony Khan and his company. I think that's a cult behavior. I think that, in my opinion, is what is toxic about the wrestling community. Um, with that, I guess, simple question, and anyone can answer to start first. Um, is tribalism good or bad? And why do you think that way? And we'll just let the conversation flow from here. Um. So me personally, I think tribalism and professional wrestling is actually a good thing. Um, a lot of people might not think it's a good thing. Uh, the reason that I believe that tribalism is good is because, you know, a lot of this happens in back and forth on social media, you know what I'm saying? And this right, you know, the back and forth, you know, all these keywords getting typed in, you know, results stuff getting trending, stuff is getting talked about. And it, this brings more eyes to a thing and gets more traction, you know, any publicity is good publicity at the end of the day, you know, in terms of entertainment. And so if I, like, say say if, um, you know, we too deep comes in the Discord and he's like, yo, did you see this so-and-so, like, garbage thing that happened on, you know, so-and-so show? I would say AEW, for example. Because that's, that's usually what he says. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I wonder what happened on this, on AEW. And then I'll go to, like, YouTube go to AW's page, see the segment, that right there is bringing me in to go see that. And it's bringing in kind of like another eye that I wouldn't see, you know, whether I agree or disagree, or if I trash on or if I don't, that's still another view, another possible comment, you know, more interaction, more eyes come to see your ad revenue, which which then in turn boosts up your, you know, your stats or whatever. You know, say so you, you might have like, you know, 2 million views on this video, you know, but it might, it might have been the you know, most positive reaction. We still got 2 million views on our video in like, you know, 24 hours. So I think that's one way tribalism can be a good thing as far as like getting names out there, getting people talking about it. And, you know, if no one's about your promotion, your promotion is dead. No one's talking about it. Right. James Cody, you guys want to offer yeah. your opinion yeah. there? Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, first, with a quick. A quick thing about cultism is there not also people that the at the dime drop of a Tony Khan tweet, it seems like they have his tweet no, tweet reminders on that every time he tweets they get a notification. Absolutely. And, and so yes, they go both ways, and there are AEW fans that are super loyal to AEW only, 
And in that aspect, I think that's a good thing. You have to have your hardcore fans, just like you have to have, in greater terms, you know I don't like this term, the so-called casual fans. You you do need to give them something to stay tuned into. Um, but at the end of the day, I think tribalism, like I said in my intro, doesn't exist. And, or it should not exist. I don't think it's good nor bad because it shouldn't be a thing because at the end of the day, it's just entertainment. Um, and I'll use another example. Uh, uh, people like, what, 15 years ago, like to make a big thing out of app, Team Apple or Team Android. And that's, that's just, that's still going on. <laughs> well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, it's just an opinion. It shouldn't matter. You shouldn't be labeled as this or that, or a, a cult member for this side or that. I'll defend Apple to I'm blue in the face. I think it's the better product over Samsung or any Android product they have, but I'm not going to let it dictate my day-to-day ops. You know, like if you like Android, you like Android. If I like Apple, then so be it. Like it's just a personal preference. Same thing with, whether you know here's a conversation we've had behind the scenes of like what chicken restaurants the best zaxby's or canes or whatever the hell slim chickens would be um they're both they're both even they're all like six out of tens um and like it, it don't really matter what you think's the best of the best because at the end of the day they're all fighting for you to to buy it so you spend that 20 bucks one way at one site one place and then you're going to go to all the others to test them out you're still helping out each company um so i think tribalism does it exist yes should it exist no because then you turn what should be an entertainment source a a way to get away from the, the the politics of the real world into new politics and it it's just I hate to see entertainment turn into like left wing, right wing, centrist, moderate. Like it's just entertainment. It's not super serious. And so I think while tribalism has its place, it shouldn't even exist. Like what you like, hate what you hate. And like we shouldn't have arguments over that. Can we discuss the product? Sure. Does AEW put out some really bad stuff? Yes. Does WWE put out some really bad um, stuff? <laughs> yes. Um, does WWE put out really great stuff? LA Knight is an example of something that they've done really well. Um, the Bloodline story, as much as I hate it and I feel like it needs to end, they've executed on it pretty much at every point very well. Um, has AEW put very good stuff on TV? I would say yes. A lot of people would say no, but I think MJF's uh, storyline that he's having now, where he's we're having, he's in like seven different stories, inter- interacting all in one storyline, um, and it's very good. And if the swerve that comes up with who's behind the devil mask goes the way that I pitched to Cody the other day, it's going to be the swerve of the generation. Um, and uh, you gonna have to fill us in on that. Do we do we have the time? I mean, I can share it. Right. How long does it take to explain who's behind the mask? Not not super long. Um, but <laughs> anyways, my pitch would be 
to have the person behind the devil mask be someone who contract with the company that they had worked for ended a couple months ago. Her name is AJ Mendez and have and have the people behind the mask, the uh, Daxon Cash Harwood, CM Punk and Jack Perry. And it will be the biggest swerve of the entire century because everyone everyone thinks that they actually had a fight back in London. I don't think it is. I think it's all a big work. But um, yeah, I think both sides put great stuff out. And and like I've said before, both sides are dependent on each other. So to to separate both sides into certain boxes mm. I don't I don't mm. like that. I'm going to have to stop you right there, my friend. WWE is not dependent on AEW. It will exist well beyond if AEW existed or did not. Well, would it exist? Yes, but but think about it. So when AEW didn't exist and TNA was basically just a house show with three fans and ROH was literally running empty of empty venues with like maybe one person in attendance and that Man, was like well, things haven't changed yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and, and and MLW, it was literally just the wrestlers' families in the crowd. WWE had to be the sole voice of every genre or every flavor of wrestling, which is why NXT was basically what AEW is now. Now you see NXT turning into basically the main roster because they no longer have to fill that niche market. Well, that that niche market's on Raw. I mean, Triple H is literally turning Raw into what NXT black and gold, at least part of it. Uh, So... No, WWE is not dependent on AEW whatsoever. The the problem was Vince McMahon. He's out. So we don't need AEW to exist anymore, to be honest. Not that I want it to disappear, but um, I guess... That's a questionable point in and of itself. (laughs) uh, I'll I'll go ahead and give my opinion on it, uh, and then I'll let Cody go. Um, So for me, tribalism is the best thing for the industry. Um. When I gave the definition, it, it, it used, you know, we form tribes. And, and, and I believe it's the most human thing possible that we can do is to form tribes. We, do, we find like-minded people and, we, and we, we go to war against the other side. Um, I think in entertainment, it's Marvel versus DC. It's Star Wars versus Star Trek. It's always, there's, there's always in entertainment been left-right. Um, and you know, that's why there's for most of the country, a big push to, you know, a lot of people like, I mean, all Twitter is now is politics because left, right. And who, who, who gets the biggest voice and, and who argues, um, you know, it's Coke versus Pepsi. It's Chevy versus Ford. I was listening to Bishop, Eric Bischoff actually, before we started this and he was explaining in the deep South. Where we live, everyone except Wavy D, we live in the deep south. We uh, he he lives up in New England, which is the best part of the country. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, down here, how how many pickup trucks do we see with some dude with the Chevy logo being pissed on, or some dude with a Ford logo being pissed on? Like it, tribalism is at its core human nature, and so. Um, it's, it's a very good thing. Like Wavy D was saying, if I critique AEW, 
in a way, yes, I'm giving them free publicity for someone else to go check it out. But at the end, it's I don't want AEW to disappear. I want it to fit its niche product um, and, and to fit its niche where, where it's at um, in, in the market. Um, in the same way, you know, Coke versus Pepsi is the big argument, but Dr. Pepper is the best brand. In, in my opinion, Dr. Pepper is that niche brand that you either like it or you don't. Um, in the same way, you know, Mountain Dew, even though it's a Pepsi product, you know, people prefer that over over the, the big brands that get talked about. So fit your niche market. You know, why do you drink Diet Pepsi? <laughs> uh, but I just, uh, I think we need tribalism for the, the industry to survive. Um, and I think even within WWE, there's tribalism. Why did the brand split happen when WCW went over? Vince McMahon understood that that the need for competition gave ratings. And so he split Raw and SmackDown to make the illusion of that you had to choose a brand. You either team Raw or you were team SmackDown. Right now, you know, you're team Raw, you're team SmackDown, you're team NXT. I'm team NXT. Team Raw. I, he's team Raw. Uh, and, and so why are I we... Personally, th- I personally think all three are boring. Man. Uh, Man, this guy, this guy, and to be fair, I, I, AEW last week, uh, I've watched seven minutes of of Dynamite last week, and I'm here's, five, here's, my here's my problem. Why don't you, you guys have three shows? Why can't they be three independent brands? And then I literally pitched this before CM Punk got fired, or if you think it's a work, I, I think you're crazy, but uh, have CM Punk go to war against the elite with dynamite versus collision that would have and then you have them meet in london how do you not do that that is literally what that london show should have been it i i don't understand how you don't do that um and so uh i'll tell you why why. philly don't don't want no no no. you're not gonna tell them why can i talk Sure, why not? 25 minutes of not even speaking. Jesus Christ. Golly. All right, so now I'm going to have the floor for three minutes, so we all shut up. Just kidding. Um, Jim, your opinion sucks. Android's better than Apple. Um, Before we get on a much further, deeper topic, um, listen, tribalism has always existed. It's going to exist. It needs to exist. It existed in the territory days. It existed during the Monday Night Wars. Existed during the 2000s. It's existed all the way throughout time. Probably predates wrestling in general. But um, you had your AWA fans. You had your USWA fans. You had your Mid-South fans. You had your WWF fans. You had your California fans. Listen, it's going to happen. Um, transition after the Monday Night Wars. Obviously, WCW, WWF. And then once WCW died, yeah, Vince started Raw and SmackDown to create his own competition. And, yes, it worked. Of course, John, you know, things change. Vince doesn't isn't really very patient, so that ended. Um, but I guess maybe it ran its course through the first duration of it from 02 to 05, 06, 07, whatever. Um, but then you bring in ECW, which was god-awful. <laughs> and then you bring in the first installment of NXT, which was a joke. And then you get to... I mean, that Black joke brought, you, brought uh, Daniel Bryan, though. So, and, and right back. 
and Ryback. <laughs> the worst wrestler in God's green earth. And and um, I'd question to say that, that Brian Danielson was already known to was he though? Yeah, that, that's where I was leading to was that in the in between. I, I didn't that, know who he was. I didn't know who he was. And, and and that's my point. That's my point. You, you, sometimes you speak, James, and you sound very casual. You really do. I think you're more casual than you than you lean on and you lean into. Uh, but sometimes you say things like, "Oh, Daniel Bryan was known to who? ROH? No one knew what ROH was if you were a WWE fan and only, and that's all you watched. So sure. in the original NXT definitely made Daniel Bryan." Please continue. Made is a strong word. I would say known, maybe, but not made. Um, but that brings back kind of to my point of in between all of the 2008 to 2014 run, you had your ROH fans, your TNA fans, and then they became their own thing because they missed that alternative product that WCW was. That's why TNA fans are so loyal. That's why ROH fans were so loyal. And they usually were in the, in the same pod together. Um, and NJPW and, and AJPW were, were so far behind because the American audience really didn't have much of a, of a viewing choice that. Then you get to the mid-2000s, the brain split was crap. SmackDown got our, was, was, was god-awful, and it was just raw. And right around the NXT black and gold time, Impact started faded out a little bit. ROH was kind of okay. And then all of a sudden you get... Uh, to me, the, the the boom of 2017 with ROH revitalized because of Cody Rhodes. The independents were doing great. NJPW was doing well because Jericho went over there. Kenny Omega was coming on the scene. Uh, Kachikuchika Okada, Naito, Tanahashi, all those guys. And then, obviously, Impact had the ultimate deletion with the Hardys. So now they're coming back up again. And NXT Black and Gold was off the chain. Raw was okay. SmackDown was before the 2016 brand split, it was god awful again. But that's where I just lead to. You're going to have tribalism no matter what. It's going to it's going to happen past AEW time. If there's another company that comes up, it's always going to exist. Is it good? I think so personally. Yes. Any business is good business. AEW doing well is going to mean WWE does better. WWE is going to do well without AEW, but it does better with AEW. Um, and I think anybody who's in the industry who has said so believes it because it is true that when you have different companies, elevates game, viewership goes up, attendance numbers go up, people get more exposed to the brand. People talk about it, especially on social media being such a cesspool that it is. People are going to talk about it, and it just creates more eyes on every product, or it should at least. And that's the ultimate name of the game. More money, more viewers, more merch, more all this to eventually create a better overall pro wrestling world. And I think that's where we're currently at. I had a couple of small things to touch on. Um, so I don't know if we're going to dive into this later. I know we talked about this a little bit on the side of the Discord. But, like, you know, the reason for tribalism, we kind of both point at, you know, Tony Khan is the reason for tribalism just based off his antics. But I guess we could dive into that. Let's go ahead and talk it since you brought it up because that, that's a great <laughs> – that's a I'll, great topic. I'll swing back around to that. I wanted to touch <laughs> very quickly on the like Daniel Bryan and the first season okay. of NXT type thing. So remember, the first season of NXT came out in 2010. I don't know about you guys. I was only a wee lad. I was like 12, 13. So like, well, when you're saying you know 
he was kind of, you know, like known before that, you know, I, like, you know, I, growing up, I watched this WWE, I watched Prime TNA. I, I kind of stopped watching TNA around the 10, 11 mark, you know, when Dixie Hulk and all them kind of, you know, start ruining it or whatever. But names like Daniel Bryan, I, I didn't know what Ring of Honor was. I I, I only knew AJ Styles were TNA. I, I, feel, I feel like WWE especially, I get, you know, WWE was the place to go to make your name. And I think that tribalism helps because you have, I would say, the no, no, not not the let's see, the other party who who's not benefit from tribalism. The so if if I if I'm a sport WWE, I'm tribalism for them. Then I guess the naysayers, you know, what I'm saying they want to go out and prove wrong, you know, prove me wrong. So that, you know that kind of like makes them want to work hard to promote their brand and work to mm-hmm. increase their brand. I would say that benefits TNA. To where you know we have big names now like AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, um, you know Samoa Joe came from TNA, but then also some wrestlers, you know they're only big in small ponds, and I don't think that they're cut out for WWE because at the end of the day it's all sports entertainment. And there's something that when James was talking uh, quite earlier in the pod when he was bringing up kind of like the the positive aspects of TNA, like like what's really hitting lately. He brought up MJF and his storylines. And I would argue MJF is pretty sports entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He, he's the most, like, kind of WWE talent or WWE type thing on AEW. So, like, you know, he really appeals to me. He appeals to a lot of the other casual wrestling fans, you know, kind of Discord community. Shout out to you guys. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I feel like, that's the reason why tribalism is just so great is because when you're a big fan of WWE and you, you get to see these names that you wouldn't see in other promotions, especially when you're growing up as a kid or a teenager, you know, that's why I think tribalism is great. Yeah. Um, to second that, I would also say he, I still think WWE is the place to go to make your name in the industry. Um, if you want to be a top star in the sports entertainment world, whether it's wrestling or there's a reason why in four appearances, none in the ring, Jade Cargill's name is more important now than it was in two years in AEW because WWE understands how to, but, but, but I'll disagree here without AEW Jade Cargill does not get to WWE because she, before AEW, which is which is my her, point, she, which she is my point, her WWE tryout, which is my point. It's a jumping, it's it's like a frog, it, it it's a jumping, it's a launch point, a stepping stone, right? The, it, but AEW fans and AEW Tony Khan himself does not want to be that. He wants to be the top. You're not the top. There are going to be people. He, he mentioned MJF as sports entertaining. I don't know if it was him who mentioned it in the other Discord um, or if it, who it was. But what if the last six months of MJF doing these sports entertainment things with Adam Cole is just an audition for January when he jumped ship? I think it was Nerdy who said that. Yeah. What if no. that happens? What if that's, that's what the case is? He's just auditioning and getting the fans used to him having to play the baby face. They're not going to come in and have MJF be 
the MJF of three years ago. It's not going to get over in it in WWE. So he he decided, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in the business for myself, and 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 protect my business, and and when that way when WWE calls me and I accept that contract, they already know what I can do. They know where to book me. Um, because there's already a Miz. There's already Grayson Waller's the new Miz with Theory. So you don't need anyone like MJF in the heel form. I would also that, say though that MJF though is going to be if he does come over, I'm, I'll be happy. I don't think he's a main eventer in WWE. I think there's too much talent there, and he'll he'll easily be overshadowed. He he, he had the in ring talent and the microphone skills. I think MJF will do. I I, I think he'll be a big player in WWE if he comes over. It looks great. But that has to make the assumption that he hasn't already signed an extension. With AEW, I think he has. There's no way he he's been the biggest company man the past four months now. He puts AEW over everywhere he goes. He's on every promo. It, he's he goes to every radio station. He is the biggest company man. He didn't do so that. So was before. Edge before he left. <clears throat> Edge was with WWE for over 20 years, so that's kind of different. I, I will argue. I, I think MJF's the type of person who who wants to prove that he's not just a big fish in a small pond. Right, like, like we we've seen plenty of companies where, for for example, right now, you know, I I know Alex Shelley, you know, just you know, for, from a young lad watching him in TNA as more machine guns, you know, back in the prime. Mm-hmm. Now he's the world, he's you know their world champion. Is he still their world champion? Yeah, as far as I understand, he's still yeah. Yeah, he's he's their world champion. But like, if you, if you ask a, a a regular standard wrestling fan, do you know who Alex Shelley is? Like, well, there, there's a reason he you know he kind of he really explode outside of the smaller indie promotions. I mean, you guys are from the South, so you guys have a, a lot stronger connection to the territories and a stronger independent wrestling scene up here in, you know, in Connecticut over in North, you know. Right. We don't have, you know, as strong of an indie scene. We got indie promotions, but we're not as strong as you guys. So right, right. we're, we're definitely casuals up here. We're in WWE land. We're, we're the home of WWE headquarters. Right. So we're, we're the casual of casuals. Yeah. I mean... I would argue, yeah, Alex Shelley is one of those. Um, I even think part of the reason why Josh Alexander hasn't left TNA is I feel no one knows who he is. I think he's a top 10 wrestler in the world. But when you don't have that name power, that's why WWE is so important. Use TNA, and that's why I think Jade did. Jade used AEW to go back to WWE. It's the same thing Cody did. So, Same so, thing Cody did. Cody went what? to the Indies. He exploded the Indies with the goal of going back to WWE. He understood. It's the same thing Cardona's doing right now. He could say all day, all day on Twitter he doesn't want to go back. It, when WWE offers that contract to come in and and work once a week, travel the road with his wife, and 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 all of that. And hey, here's an IC title run. Maybe you'll get a, a main event picture. Cardona signing the contract. Who's to say that he hasn't already had that offer and he turned it down? Right. Because that's Who's essentially the- his 2015 run. Why would he want to go back and do the same thing? Correct. And and my, my biggest thing would be my biggest thing would be is how who do we define name recognition? Because Kazushka Okada might not be well known over in America, but in every other country in the world, he's one of the top wrestlers. You got to understand that. Yes, this is an Americanized 
entertainment source. You you got to hit the American market well. But I mean, I've questioned to say that Will Ospreay is well known. Maybe not to American fans, but every wrestling promotion in, around the world wants him to join their company. Impact's playing for him. AEW wants him. New Japan wants him to stay. Um, you know, like to me, there's there's the wrestling industry has become very Americanized, as if like if America doesn't know you, you're not a good wrestler, and I think that's not fair. Because you got guys like Walter or now Gunther who made the biggest name of himself in the German yeah. Indies. No, he's only a, he he only no. signed with WWE because he was right so good in the Indies. But but you're gonna tell me right now you will take Walter from 2015 over Gunther right now? I'm sorry, but uh, I would take Gunther right now over. I think he's the best wrestler in the world. Overall, when you when you when you talk about mic ability, uh, in ring ability, he's he's a workhorse. I think he's the best wrestler in the world. So, well, sir, certainly the wrestler, the mic ability has progressed because that's the entertainment form he came from. But the wrestling ability is the same as it was now that it was ten years ago. He was just putting on just as good as matches ten years ago mm-hmm. as he is now. But his gimmick was he was. And he was the big fat guy who who slapped people. Dude's in shape now. I mean, it, and it's I always like to do this contrast, and they did it to themselves. Keith Lee, if you would have just listened, if you would have just done what WWE told you to do, you're not jobbing in, in AEW right now. You're world champion. If you would have just lost the weight that they wanted you to lose. But he you, wasn't jobbing six months ago. He was world tag team champion. So he he... Again, Keith Lee Bro has said like he's eighty-five years old. I'm right saying, Keith Lee should have been what, what Gunther is right now. If he, if yeah, he, he, he would be the biggest star in the world because they were already pushing him, and all Vince wanted him to do was to get in shape. And he decided that that wasn't what he wanted to do, and that's with well within his right. Sure, but he he paid the price. But to say he's jobbing, he's doing what he wants, and I'm sure he's getting a hefty paycheck for it. You got any input, K-Dog? You know what I'm saying? I'll try to hear you talk a little bit. <laughs> yeah, what do you got to say, Cody? No, I mean, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because we, me and James knows and Jason, we kind of went through this whole list of all the WWE guys that came over to AEW and who's had a better and worse career so far. And Keith Lee's on top of the list of having a worse run in AEW than he has in WWE just simply for the fact of the stop and start and this and that. But from a name recognition standpoint, yes, WWE is the place to go. MJF has said that WWE is the place that he wants to go. Um, five years ago, six years ago, that is his goal. His favorite wrestler was Roddy Piper. Piper went to, to WWE, made the name, obviously, through there. Um, my, my thing is, and I brought this up to our friend Jason, and it's a great question, and one that I think Tony Khan, if you haven't signed, if you, I'm sure he's already put an offer out there. I'm a person that loves to look at things from both sides of it. So if you're MJF and WWE comes knocking on your door and you're the world champion and you've been world champion for over a year, longest world champion in AEW history, you've played a great character over the last year, you you probably are ready for, for WWE at this point, yes. If you're Tony Khan, I say you let him go now. I 
go to WWE because he's not going to sign for 10 years. He's not going to sign for 15. Most wrestling contracts are between three to five years. Let him go to WWE. Let him make a bigger name of himself. And then four or five years when he's tired of being in the mid card after a little while of maybe getting pushed to the top and then he's going to get relegated back down. He's going to get another chip on his shoulder. He's going to be more pissed off, but a better overall pro wrestler and character. And then he's going to come back to AEW and make your brand even bigger and better. Whereas if you were to lose him three years from now, it's going to hurt worse because he's in the absolute prime of his career and he's going to WWE for another five years in the prime of his career and going to be a mainstay uh, star in the industry for years to come. So if you're Tony Khan, do you play the game? Let him go now. Let him get that big name. And then when he's done being tossed around the playpen for a little bit and wants to come back and be a top dog in a different company, he's a bigger name, going to bring hopefully more eyes to your product because of that in three years' time. I think that's that's me speaking. I let the MJF go now. Let him make the money. Let him make the movies. Let him make the stars, stardom. And then come back in three to five years with a bigger nameplate, with a bigger, hopefully, following that will transition to hopefully more eyes on AEW. Uh, I got a question for Cody. So, um, to, to, to um, backpack off of Cody, so I got a question. So, if, if and, you know, MJF is you know, the top guy in AEW right now, say if he goes to WWE, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we see the, the effort to push him. Say if he doesn't get over, he, he comes out, you know, mid, mid-card, dropping out, and he, and he crawls back to AEW. Do you think that that diminishes the the um kind of like the name or legacy behind AEW that hey your top stars can't cut it in, in WWE? No, because WWE has has made an absolute joke out of anybody that's come from a different company. You look at WCW guys that have gone to WWE besides Booker T; they've all been jokes, and it's absolute bullshit. Um, so WWE has, loves to Joe. Ray Mysterio. He had a longer run in Ray WWE than WWE. So I wouldn't Eddie say Guerrero? that. Eddie Guerrero again had a longer run in WWE than WCW. What about isms, right? There's plenty of them. What about DDP? What about Sting? What about Sluger? It's not WWE's fault. Sting literally waited to the last no, moment no. to join the company. It's WWE's fault for making Booker T a joke the first year and a half, and then he had to crawl his way out of the out of the hole he was in and became world champion once. Once, and then went to TNA, became a little bit of a multi-time champion. And then here's, so here's, I think the Booker T issue is a bigger issue. I I think it's a different issue, and I'm not. I don't want to talk about why Booker yeah. T didn't get pushed. I think that's a totally different issue. Um, and, and, and because Mr. McMahon right. wanted to play his I'm bad, I'm better than you card because my it has, I think company. it has a lot deeper meaning. I think it's a little, little more, yeah, different. Little different. I, I'm gonna go, I, I'll go know. ahead and say it. I'm gonna go that. ahead and say, I think it's the same reason WCW didn't want to put the title on them. I think there was a strong notion in the industry that a black person couldn't be world mm-hmm. champion in, in the business. Problem is- he drew better for WCW as a world champion than almost any other world champion. Which is why Russo wanted to put the belt on him so much, but the writers didn't want to. But they did. I think they a lot of it has to do. I think a lot of Booker T not being pushed in both companies had to do with the fact that no one in booking thought a black person could draw because mm-hmm. of the fan base. I, people could come at me for it if they want to. I'm going to stick yeah. to that. Yeah, I, 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 I think you're right. I think you're right. Call a spade a spade. Kofi Kingston became champion and business did well. 
Yeah. He, he Ron Sutton, WCW was the only then, So here's my thing. And I'm not, but here's my thing with Kofi. And this is why I hated that run. I'm I'm not going to speak for all black people, but that just felt like a hey, here's a little prize for because you guys didn't get anything. Look, I get representation matters, but that felt to me like hey, we're just going to pander a little bit, and then they'll have them lose in two seconds to Brock Lesnar. Like, there's a reason people hated Brock Lesnar after that. They're also they're doing the Daniel Bryan storyline against Daniel Bryan when it came to Kofi Kingston. Right, right. I just I I, I don't I don't think the Kofi Kingston storyline is as View, it was a great run, sure. It also, it also got to understand that he wasn't the one that was supposed to get that run. That was Ali's run until he got hurt. Um, Kofi was actually he was supposed to get pushed a lot sooner, but then Randy kind of stopped it. Yeah, back in like '09 or whatever it was. Yeah. So, so, so back on topic here, real quick though. <laughs> um, back on MJF. What's to say he needs WWE to get the movies or the Hollywood deals? Because the Iron Claw. He's not only in the movie; he's, he's an executive producer of that movie, and he's not on the poster. It's a way to show that he can make it in Hollywood and do he can do the WWE schedule in AEW and show that he can do it. And that's but he's not on the poster. The no one, unless but, but you're the, a wrestling, uh, unless you're a wrestling fan, if you're rolling it. unless you unless you're a wrestling fan, you don't know he's in that movie. He's not on the poster, and I guarantee he'll be at the very bottom of the credits. I, I, didn't, I didn't know he was in the movie. Yeah, he's a, he 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 plays Lance, which is the the the, the least known brother. So, oh, the the the, the, the one named brother, nonetheless, he's in the movie. The yeah, about the, the lyrics, that movie? yeah, which oh, is okay. great, which is great. I'm happy for MJF. I'm I was gonna watch it no matter what, just because it's a wrestling movie, and I like I like to see Hollywood make movies about wrestling, so I want I want to support it. But if he's in WWE, it's not like ready to rumble. If uh, if he no. was in if he was in WWE and he had Nick Khan writing his contract for him for these movie deals, he's on the post. His name's on the poster, and uh, he he people would promote it. I haven't seen one time AEW try to promote that he's in that. There's no WWE stars, and there's nothing stopping you from promoting this movie. It's not a W an AEW movie. Why would they promote something that's not their own company? It's their top guys in it. Their top dudes in it. The WWE promoted Chucky just because Liv Morgan was in it for 15 seconds. Probably longer than that. I didn't watch the episode, but she literally was on screen. She got stabbed, and that was it. But they wanted to push Liv Morgan over. Your top dudes in a movie, and you're not going to promote it. It just tells me that so, WWE cares more about uh, Jay does Jay doesn't want to be I don't think MJF wants to be a wrestler into his 50s. I think he wants to make his money now. He wants to jump to movies and he knows that there's a, a pathway to that. And that's WWE. And that's why I think that he makes a jump now. And I don't I don't think he leaves. I don't I there's a reason you mentioned AJ Styles back in TNA. There's a reason he didn't leave in his prime. He because he wanted to make a name of TNA. What if MJF wants to do the same thing? Let's make a name for AEW. Let's push make AEW a bigger company than it actually is. Mm, you're gonna have to get Tony Khan out of the way for that to happen. I'm just, I'm just. The, to, to backtrack, slightly. I disagree with that. Oh, go ahead, Cody. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you, you were, you were gonna talk. You on? To, to backtrack slightly to what, what I brought this scenario about MJF going to WWE. Not, you know, if, if he doesn't make it, it, goes back to AEW. You know, diminished deal. La la la. 
Um, you know, and, and you know, you brought up you know the history about you know previous stars like say from WCW or promotions coming over. I would argue that now is a better chance than ever because you know Vince is no longer in control, no longer booking. You have Triple H, who, who I believe we can all agree has you know he he has his ear to the indie scene. Like he yep. he has he has a, a you know a decent finger on the pulse of what you know the diehards like. And I, I feel like he tries to sometimes deliver that a little bit too much on WWE. Especially I mean, I, I still like it. I like good wrestling, but I also like good good story with it, good entertainment. Right. Like you know. Tazawa, funny dude. I like, <laughs> I like seeing him on my TV. You know, so he, he, don't, he don't get wins. He has like two minute matches, but that that means a highlight when he hits the screen. So I, I feel I feel like especially now is a good chance for anybody who wants to make their name in WWE. I feel like now is a good chance when you have Triple H at the helm. Kind of has he kind of has full he, he has full control. He has the reins, and mm-hmm. you know Nick Khan. You know he just he just signs checks. I don't, from my understanding. From what I witnessed on TV, it doesn't seem like Nick gets too involved in the oh, on no, he's, screen. He's solely he's solely there to do TV deals, uh, and and to sign talent and to write their checks. That's what I've picked up on. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him. Look at the talent, Triple H. Just in what three weeks of him fully being probably about a month from the news breaking that Vince McMahon gets basically kicked out of power, which I loved because the dude got pushed out of power, sort of weaseled his way back in, tried to sell the company so he can lock himself into to this position of power, and they still kicked him out. I, I like that uh, uh, because I don't think – I think Vince has overstayed his his, his welcome on the industry. Um, and Triple H, while I don't like a lot of what he does booking-wise when he does go super indie, we do need that fan base. Um, and so look at what he's done. He brought in Kyrie Sane. He's – Rumored to bring in Julia. I don't know if that's official or not. I don't know much about Julia, but hearing that work, knowing she's coming, I looked her up, which then brings. Uh, now I know about a lot of other Japanese wrestlers that I didn't know about. She fired. She she is. But he, this, it was something. Y'all, if y'all don't know, he likes his Asian women. So, <laughs> especially Oscar. Don't say nothing about Oscar. He's ready for Oscar. But, uh, and so, you know, there's rumors of, you know, James mentioned Osprey. If WWE offers Will Osprey a contract, why, why do you not take it? I just, every, I feel everyone in, in the AEW, not everyone, I can't make generalized, uh, Statements like that, but I feel a lot of people in AEW and the indie scene don't like people signing with WWE. They feel like it's a sellout, and that oh, you gotta you gotta care about wrestling. If WWE is the best, that's when wrestling is the best. Um, if you want the, I fully believe if AEW wants to succeed, they they should strive to be the developmental for WWE. Get the young talent, get them over, push them out. Let it be that that springboard to where people can watch it. And then, like Cody said, if, if, if you know, let's say Ricky Starks come over, spends five, six years in the mid-card, and then decides to go back, now, now that, that draws a bigger name back to that company. But it's all about just running your niche. I don't think it's anything wrong with, AEW to take someone like a Nick Wayne, which I don't necessarily find anything special about him. He's 18 years old, 
give him the skills to make it in the industry and then push him to WWE, that benefits the whole industry. The problem with that is AEW runs their business from a wrestling perspective completely different than the way WWE does. WWE it's is not a a, it's not that much to have new WWE is a machine. WWE would do better just ransacking college prof- athletes and doing what they did with Tiffany Stratton and and uh, Thea Hale and just training them in their machine and let AEW be the indie fan indie fan paradise kingdom. Okay, sure. And I don't disagree with you. I like the, the NIL stuff that they do. Um, but the point that I was trying to make, though, is guys like Osprey, guys like MJF, y'all are going to have to make that decision. Do you want to make it in the big leagues now? Because in five years from now, Triple H is going to ransack all the other free agents. Also, to, to what James just said, you know, if you want to let AEW be the indie paradise, this goes into to the Tony Khan tribalism. Yeah. You can't call yourself the number one, you know, number one product if you're marketing to a niche fan base. Correct. Correct. If you're marketing to a fan base of 70 or 750, 800,000 people, you can't say that's what I was trying to say at the beginning of the show. WWE markets different. They they just they just run the business different. That's why they're premier. It's not a bad thing. To say that you're a secondary company, you just don't run the same way WWE does. They will always be the preeminent company. And they've an AEW from their inception has always said no, they were an alternative. Stop, stop it. Yeah, no, Will Hobbs have. literally Will Hobbs literally just said Jericho has come out and said numerous times that they that they are in competition and they feel that they're equal. You gotta stop doing that. You you have to stop doing that because you're not equal. And it's not it's not a bad thing to say you're not equal. I, I want AEW to succeed just as much as anyone, just because if AEW succeeds, that that means that people are watching wrestling. Um, but I don't. If AEW falters, it's not. I'm not going to lose sleep over that either, because WWE is still going to be the machine, the giant at the top that that gets people into the business. But if AEW falters, then TNA WWE... picks up the slack. TNA and NWA will pick up the slack. I I'm promise. Not, I'm, not gonna, I, I, I'm not. I'm not fully on board with what we too deep with when he when he says that Impact is the number two promotion in, in the world. I, I'm not so you know say they they can't even get a TV deal to be on you know regular TV. And like you do, and they're, they're I think that's the, that, so. I think that's more corporate. They want to promote because the. Access TV owns the company, so I think they just want to promote their TV. I agree with you. I agree with you. They need to get on CW or something like that. The weekly uh, show has twenty fans in attendance. You're not. You're not lying. Impact Wrestling is more popular in Namibia than in America. Africa is their biggest market. Fun yeah, fact. Ooh, it's, it used to be India. Um, yeah, it's no. It's definitely not the number two anymore. Um, it was. When sure. I say number but. two, I'm talking about product on TV. Definitely fan base. Definitely not. Uh, I, mean, I can't get behind the product because they got no fans there. <laughs> like the stage is so bland. It, it looks like a practice practice facility. Which I understand. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. There's definitely things they got to work on. 
But I, but I think from the actual product, when you actually sit down and watch it, if we can get over the rest of that stuff, the the now the only thing I don't like is the intergender, and that's a whole different discussion. Uh, that's part of the reason LA Knight's in WWE now because he didn't want to do the intergender stuff that TNA wanted to force him to do. Um, but yeah, I just. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I like a lot of the superstars down there. I, I can agree. AW is probably number two. And, and, and maybe that's just the sort of cult mentality in me that tries to destroy AEW. But I, I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to say I'm not uh, affected by it. I definitely am. Uh, but I think we'll end this. Let's talk about Tony Khan real quick since we brought it yeah. up. Yeah, then we'll end it with, with this. We, we always got to bring up Tony on this show. By end it, it means 30 minutes later. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, be like that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes. But uh, um, so I guess since you brought it up, you can sort of start the conversation here. Uh, oh, sorry. I was looking back to see Baron Corbin. Um, uh, he's on the TV. Boring Corbin. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, I was going to, you know, so I was listening to um, Eric Bischoff and, you know, J- J- Jim Cornette. I know, I know a lot of folks aren't very fond of Jim Cornette. I think he's a very wise wrestling mind. He's just a little old. You know he's old school. I he's like, I listen school. to, I listen to Cornette sometimes too. I, d- I like him because when he gets on his rants, you don't know what the oh. fuck's going to come out of his mouth. I, I love when he breaks down, <laughs> you know, breaks down match mentality. But anyways, I'll right. I I I listen to Bischoff talk a little bit. And he was saying that a big thing that feeds into the internet tribalism nowadays especially, to, you know, today, is Tony Khan and a lot of his antics as of late. You know, I mean, you know, so throughout the inception of AEW, but especially within this last six months to a year, he's he's kicked it up a, a lot. And I, I definitely want to hear James and Cody's opinions on, you know, saying they're, they're, they're leader into this, you know, charging into this war. Yeah. What's your guys' thoughts on, 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 do wanna, on Khan? Do you want to start, James, or do you want me to go? <laughs> I'll let you go first. I always find it funny when Eric Bischoff gets on his soapbox about Tony Khan. um, Because Tony Khan is just a richer Eric Bischoff. Tony Khan is a 2023 internet version of Paul Heyman. It's the same thing. He bleeds and dies by his product. He believes in his product. He got his product on television. And then he boasts about it. What did Eric Bischoff do back in 95, 96, 97? Got WCW primetime against WWE. Beat WWE, started proclaiming him to be the number one company in the world. Eric Bischoff was Mr. McMahon before Mr. McMahon was a character. Um, and I, I always find it funny when Bischoff goes on these rants about Tony Khan, when A, Tony Khan gave him a chance to be on TV again. Uh, B, I mean, literally, Tony Khan does the same things that Eric Bischoff did. Eric Bischoff gave away spoilers for Monday Night Raw weekly on a on a weekly basis, and yet he's going to complain about Tony Khan pulling. He does really. Paul Heyman threatened TNN to pull him off the air, and what they do, pull him off the air, because he believes so deeply in his product. He's the same. It's almost a, a love child between Jim Cornette, uh, Bischoff, and um, uh, Paul Heyman. That's my opinion on that. So, I, 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 I would argue, like, look, looking back at historically, well, for, from today's eyes, I think what makes us fond looking back at Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman when they were going through their stuff 
is that there's stuff added to on like on TV entertainment. A lot, a lot of Nick Khan stuff. I, I feel, you know, so just needs to take his phone away. You know, say so it, it doesn't add to the right. on TV entertainment. Right. So, so that's part of it. But I also, everyone always like, oh, Bischoff was Tony Khan in the '90s. Except Bischoff doesn't have a billionaire dad who can literally fund. And I don't. I I know people are. Oh, well, that's not fair. Yeah, Ted Tom Turner. Yeah, Ted Turner's money behind him. <laughs> And Ted would always okay, go on record so, saying that he would keep them funding no matter what. But but you're gonna That's sit here and tell me that AEW gets a TV deal without any product airing anywhere, no pay per views, nothing without the connections that that Shad Khan has with with Turner. That's the reason sure it helps. Cody sure. Rhodes was there. That's why Cody Rhodes was a EVP. The point that the, the point that I like to I I always make, and everyone knows how I feel about Tony Khan. Uh, I, I personally think that t- if Tony Khan stayed in the back, stayed off of Twitter, and, and honestly just shut the hell up, the co- I would have a better taste in my mouth of the company. What I don't like is him to come out here, see the facts that his company is not doing as good as, as he says it is. At least with Bischoff, when he did it, he had 83 weeks of facts that, hey, we're better than you. I don't see that proof in, in, in Tony Khan. He just says things, and then when he says things and we call him out on it, he won, he blocks your access. I, I literally can't see AEW on Facebook. I literally got blocked from corporate. Like I can't find their page. If you guys share something, I can't see it because I, <laughs> um, it, you know, I if if I say something bad about the product, he then turns around and plays the victim and says, "Oh, you're a bot. You're you're you you, uh, you should be loving the product. You you should be you know be happy that everyone go to a Dallas Cowboys fan go, and say, hey, you should be happy that the Eagles beat your ass every year." You, you should be happy that uh, you know your rivals are, are giving other people opportunities to 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 work. No, I want you. If we're in war, it's war. And so all these Tony Khan complaints. Oh, they had to bring in Cena. They they had to bring in Undertaker. Yeah, that's the fucking point. It's war. We had them on the roster. We brought them in. So there's no point in them being on NXT besides getting a rating. That was it. That's the, that, that was the whole point, though. You want to start a war, you get you get war. There's no point in in America sending uh, stealth tanks and all of that shit. Will we do it to completely obliterate the enemy? Where where was Taker and Cena and Paul Heyman and them on NXT in 2019? They're giving the road one. We didn't need them they, back they then because we didn't see them as as a threat. That, they, that, they were on the roster, right? And then my my, my point my whole point up. is that Vince McMahon did not care about you guys. Triple H cares about about you guys. He sees you guys as a threat or as a proposed threat. He actually buys into the war. That's why I like Triple H. Vince McMahon, the same way he looked at Turner, the same way he looks at Tony Khan. He looked at him and said, "Nah." I don't care about him. We're just going to do what we're going to do. Triple H says, "Now nah, you know what? He wants a war. I'm going to give him a war." And, and, and let me let me interrupt here and say, but, but, but before, that, before you before you interrupt, because everyone likes, oh, it took Taker and them to get the rating. The week before we won, without Taker, with we literally won by fifty thousand viewers. 
the week right? after you, you dropped, you couldn't you get a million two hundred with those guys, and then you dropped two hundred fifty thousand the very next week. We you don't couldn't get a million that, with. Really. The, the, well, the problem is, and Sandy, this argument was going to start. Tony Khan goes out. Oh, Cena and Taker. Cena and Taker didn't come and the lowest rating they've ever got. Yeah, so did Edge. Lowest rating Edge ever got. But oh, we got to be happy that Edge showed up. It's uh, he literally used an argument that we could use against him and make and the problem is is he just needs to shut up he doesn't need to speak all the time about his product but he it's his product, product it's his business yeah, he's gonna believe in what he is is selling are you gonna sit back and not say a damn word about your product if you're owner like at all just say off your phone don't maybe, maybe, don't maybe, maybe more professionally maybe I, I would be more professional i'm not calling my i'm not gonna call my my the owner or the 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 guy in charge of the company I'm competing against a bald asshole. Like he'd call it Shawn Michaels. I'm not going to go on the phone and have a literal meltdown because fans did not care about the sob story about his mom that he put on Twitter. Just also, to get also how would WWE even know about his mom being in the hospital? Right. Was it, and was then, Oh, uh, and then, Oh, uh, Oh, they're, they're tampering, but we also had to tamper for edge. There's no way that we signed a contract in 24 hours when his contract, it died the day he showed up in AEW. So yeah, everyone tampers and you need to tamper in wrestling because the contracts aren't public information. So if I'm a wrestling promotion and I'm trying to sign MJF, Hey, when's the contract over? So I know when you can come and work for me. Is that tampering? That's, that's what most of these phone calls are. And they've, and yeah. And they've, it's been going on for, for years, but, but, but Tony Khan, Again, if he, I, I'm going to stand by this. If Tony Khan took a step back and just ran the company as C, CEO and hired a booking team and hired a social media team and 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 had nothing to do with, right? But he's in control of all of it, and he's the reason I think a lot of casual fans do yeah, not like I've the said, I, I've I've said this. I've said this since his inception. Tony Khan doesn't give a fuck about casual fans. He should, He's though, because there's, there's a lot of us out here who yeah, want to watch your product. The money is. There's a lot of us out here who want to watch MJF, but don't because we can't stand the taste of everything else on the, on the screen. And that's, and the act that, that's and why the we don't watch Raw or SmackDown, because of the same thing. Wait, do, you, do you guys feel like um, AEW would benefit from having just like... I'm, I'm not saying change the product. I'm just saying by um, changing the production value of the show maybe like different mm -hmm. lights like different camera angles different lighting colors i, I feel yeah, like it's very bland they, have, they, they have um they, they hired a guy from smackdown they took a guy from smackdown to yeah. change to do the production cool um, um yeah and he's still showing half empty arenas um so the the point well, of the well, that's a, that's a different story that's the, the story should be is to, and i i will agree with you on one thing that tony khan thinks he's he should be filling major sports arenas. What Tony Khan needs to do is get these small 3,000 uh, 3, seat arenas and sell them out. Because what will get more fans? And if you can say that you've sold out, I don't care if it's a 3,000 seat arena or not. If you can say that you've sold out an arena 18 weeks in a row, that gives you better press than these people taking uh, screenshots and photos of 32,000 seat arenas that are – 18% full because that's all the seats you're selling. Um, but back to the point, 
Tony Khan's going to say what he's going to say. He's CEO of the company. He can say what, like to me, like it's double in the whole Jericho argument now. Okay, he's the CEO. Who who am I to tell to tell Tony Khan what to fucking say? It's his company. He, he I'm a fan. Say, I don't I don't agree with everything Tony Khan says. Absolutely not. Exactly. Yes, but he can say mm. it. Mm. Go ahead, Wavy D. I think you're going to say exactly. James, say what you just said again. <laughs> who are you to tell Tony Khan how to run his company? Correct. Every wrestler in that locker room tells him how the show is going to run. You literally just had. Really you that. literally had Grand Metalik complain about having to put over Commander, and he strips the match. Tony Khan's being told how to run his company. So why can't you, why can't the fans just say, "Hey, shut the fuck up"? And then Jericho, Jericho, you have pull in the industry. He looks up to you. That's why you're there. Tell him to shut up. They pushed out Cody. They pushed out CM Punk. They, I mean, I, I, they, they push out Jay, pushed Jay, out Jay Trump, I don't believe that. I'm just saying. Like, fan, I, I, I think the fans. I, I'm going to go with. I think it was Cornette or Bischoff. I forgot who it was, but the fans pushed Cody out. Cody. Cody booked himself into a hole by three weeks into the TV show, saying he's not going to fight for the fucking world title ever if he loses a match, and then books himself to lose the damn match. So what's the what's the be- next best thing he can do is what just run the TNT t- title? That, Would have been better than playing there. hopscotch with it. <laughs> not playing hopscotch with it right now. The, but the they did for four years. Hey, yeah. same thing with the WWE tag team titles here the last few weeks, last few months. It's only between two teams though, right? It's NXT, not. It's not eighteen yeah, people holding so the belt on TV. And the NXT tag titles that just swapped again tonight. You don't have to spoil shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, son, what a heel turn! You literally, <laughs> you literally know that I, we recorded this in the middle of NXT and that I watch NXT. It's all right. I figured that was going to happen because I, I figured, uh, I mean, Chase, you wasn't going to, I mean, they're there for a reason. I mean, but it's story. It's storyline. It's, it's literally storyline. I figured that was going to happen, but I've had a, po- I had damn, a damn Tony Schiavone ruining shit before I get to watch it. <laughs> anyway, um, I had one more point before we, before we close this up uh-huh. talking about, Talking about MJF again, um, and let me see if I can remember. Let's, let's talk about MJF. Why you remember your point? How come nobody told anybody outside of AEW fans that there's a pay per view tonight? Like casual fans no, didn't even Saturday. realize this. We literally Saturday night. or Saturday night, yeah. Saturday. But th- this weekend is what I meant to say. Like no, nobody fucking knew about it outside of the. S- 750,000 on their social media on their television. They've only been promoting full gear since all out promotion that they always do for the pay-per-views. Um, there's a lot of people who didn't know what was going on. So I find it hard to believe because literally they promote it every single show, almost every single segment. Every yeah, the MJF J white match has been promoted. It's been booked for a month and a half. Right. Um, I find that hard to believe. I really do. I can't remember what I was going to say, so it must have not been that important. Um, <laughs> after we wrap up, if you, if you guys have time to stick around, I want to ask you a few um, questions, but they don't relate to tribalism, so I, I don't want to bring them up now. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. Uh, we should do this again. Sometime. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, free. Um, 
I don't know when we would be able to do it again. I know, I know James here is going to be uh, in about a month back on here to discuss end of the year awards. So I'm sure he's happy about that. If he still wants to do it, if not, it's fine. And, I'll do and it. And the myself. guy in the bottom corner, Cody. Is Cody going to be here? I never got a yes or no. Yeah, I believe I will. Yeah. Okay, we we can figure that out. Uh, it, it, leave it to AEW though to put a show on December 30th. So you know, typically I I, I waited. Oh, oh oh, speaking of the, speaking of MJF resigning, uh, it's in his hometown. What? Yeah, maybe he'll lose the belt then. The pay per view. The world's end. Yeah, oh, it's well, on Long Island. No, he's 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 already resigned. I'm already going to tell you. It's December thirtieth, the month before his contract ends. Two days hmm. before his contract ends. <laughs> Let's see. I'm not the smartest guy in on the on the stream right now, but uh, that seems what makes little... sense though. <laughs> um, but yeah, with that, uh, James and Cody will be here. Uh, for for the end of the year awards, I've already sent them the categories. I think so. We'll, we'll Resend them. I'll say it. January first is a Monday. January first. January first is a Monday. Monday. It is a Monday. <laughs> but the plot thicken. Um, twenty twenty four is going to be a great year. I'm going to let y'all know that for WWE. That is. <laughs> uh, but um, thank y'all for joining. Uh, and we, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do this some other time. Maybe get some more people on here if they want to join. Uh, but with that, uh, we'll see you guys um, next Monday on the, the episode. We'll probably we'll have some more Discord questions and uh, see what other news breaks out because news always breaks on Thursday. So, shout out Kara Devers. Yeah, shout out Kara and and Witters and, and B Master and the whole group there. That that. Uh, oh, and then James. James has a show. He doesn't really have a planned schedule, so I don't know when to tell you his next show is. But the Junkyard, on uh, on uh, you can, I guess it's on podcast networks now and YouTube. That yeah. they have a football show they do on Thursdays, X's and O's. Also on the Junkyard Media Group YouTube page. So uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank y'all for joining, and uh, see y'all next time. Woo! If I can click, if if my mouse worked. <laughs> Brother, I'm going. Brother, I'm going. Run a wild hog holding. If I like it's a moment, I'll make sure it's inexpensive.